All right, well, we are back. Cliff Dorfman Show with Nick Guerra. Yep. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. See? Not fucking around. With Nick. Yep. Well, right. With Nick. Well done, Jason. All right, so we were talking about you being in Dallas. One of the... Th- you were going to say something, right? Okay, so let me add Please. to... the Like, I I come from a funny family. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm was, was currency, you know, and it was good. The quicker the wit, the better. The first joke, and I ran into my cousin in Washington, D.C., uh, my cousin's... Some of them just happen to be almost my mom's age because my mom was the youngest of like eight children. Okay. You know? So, yeah. so it's just that. So, uh, yeah, there's an eighth year difference no matter yeah, what. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. So, one of my cousins told me this dirty joke. She was like, uh, it was about a guy using a toilet inside of a plane. Mm-hmm. And the plane, the toilet had three buttons. One had like water. She, the guy pushed it, water wet his ass. Right? Okay. So, that's nice. There's one of air. He pushed that, it dried his ass. He's like, that's nice. And then there was one that said ATR. He pushed that, knocked out. Woke up in the hospital, <laughs> right? There's a nurse standing over him. He's freaking out. He's like, what happened? And the nurse was like, oh, you pushed, uh, you put ATR, which means automatic tampon removal, right? <laughs> and that's the first dirty joke. I, t- I learned this uh, at 10, and I took it with me. I had no idea what tampon was. But and there's laugh. no such thing as this automatic tampon. Yeah, no, it just, doesn't exist. Yeah, because I'm playing it up, and he screams, <laughs> ah, I don't know what this is, right? I have <laughs> no idea. Somehow you know it's painful and funny. I know it's painful, and I know his dick gets cut off. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about this situation. That's always his funny. Dick got, either his dick got cut off or something was pulled out of his asshole. Either way, <laughs> there was something. this is going to kill. <laughs> right. And it did. Right. Okay. So uh, humor was always around. So right. I knew it. Right? right. So I'm cracking jokes all the time, and mm-hmm. I just happen to be around a fam- uh, family that likes to be funny. So to me, it's natural. It's not like, oh, this is a talent. It's we're just like this. In fact, I thought I was the least funny of my cousins. You really? know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they would make each other laugh like crazy, and I was like, oh man, I wish I was that funny. Right? And they were leaving you out. Yeah. And like, you're not funny. Because they were older. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're funny. We, yeah. we get like, each oh, other. Funny, man. Funny, funny. Right. And then, you know, we got Encore, and Encore used to play old Pryor and Carlin. That's mm-hmm. when I started watching stand up, right? Right. And then when I got to Dallas, um, around that time, there was. Right, you have three... a car now. Let's just reset everybody. Got you a have car. your car. You're... What car do you have at this point? Did you buy one? Jeep Cherokee. Jeep Cherokee. No, no, no. It was given to me. It was Jeep... my mom's. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, Jeep yeah. Cherokee. You're working at the AMC theater. Working at the AMC, and you are staying with your family friends. Yes. And now this is your start. Yeah. This is like your this launching. This is pretty point. much it. How did your mom handle you dropping out of college? I mean, she was for years like adamant about you need to get in, you need to get back in, you need to get back in. But here's, mm-hmm. and I've made a joke about it. I forget. Uh, my older sister got pregnant in high school mm-hmm. at, as a senior. So that's why my mom pushed even harder for me to be in college. Wow. And then my younger sister got pregnant at 14 as a freshman. So then my mom eased off completely. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're we out love of you. The, yeah, <laughs> just keep, keep doing what you're and doing. They, uh, I'm the most stable one. And your younger sister had the child? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, you yeah. have nieces, nephews? Yeah, yeah I've got- uh, Both? What, basically. One niece, one nephew? I got one niece from, I mean, one nephew from my older sister. Mm-hmm. And then three nephews and one niece from my younger sister. So she never stopped. She no, was no, fourteen. No. She and she's happy. She's good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah she works at a gun range down in McAllen. She she's one of the main people that. And it's funny. This I've how, been to that this gun range. Crazy. I've been to that gun. Oh, range. you have you? Yeah, because the guy brought me down. Um, there's only one, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. only one. The guy brought me down. There was a woman working there, and she was the one who pointed out, like, you want to use this gun or use this. When did gun? you go? 
2008 or nine. Oh, okay, no, it wasn't my. Cause, she wasn't working. Because here's the thing. Okay, yeah, my this is also what I learned about South Texas since mm-hmm. my sister worked at a gun store and a range. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other employees, the male employees, had to tell the customers if you want to know about guns, you have to talk to her because they would avoid her because she was female and they didn't think she knew about guns. Yo, that's so weird. I'm telling you, when I went down there, my, the FBI guy who took me down there, the agent. Uh, He's like, we have to talk to this woman. It mm-hmm. was another woman there, and she had like a tank on and like jeans, and like she knew everything about every gun. Yeah, and I was like, okay, there's no dude here that we're going to talk to. Like, tell us what we're doing. Yep. And so same thing with your same sister. Same thing, man. And it's it's interesting to me. Like mm-hmm. that's how that culture. People don't understand that culture. It's like, yeah, the men don't think women know guns. You know, and 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 I've I've told people like because my sister was having troubles, like my older sister finding anybody down there mm-hmm. to like just be with, right? You know, and I was like, what's well, because you have an opinion, and in the majority of the world, yeah. it's the it's the man's playground. The majority of the world, women aren't allowed to have opinions. No, so You're in much the South Texas area, it's like, oh, you want to talk? Yeah, because I can marry her and she won't. Yeah, simple as that. It's all it is. And it, that's just the way it is. It's like, oh, you you want to actually speak up? Yeah. Because this person over here, I'll get them from from Reynosa. Oh yeah. And they'll be right. they'll be quiet grateful, as fuck. And they'll be quiet. <laughs> and uh, we have no reason to ever be wow. with. And that's just how it is. So women who wow. stand right. up for themselves down in South. And I'm not saying that the women there are submissive. There are they they fight in their own way more right. so now. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, because of the fact that divorce came around. It was very looked down upon. I mean, we all remember that when yeah, divorce. of course. Yeah. Now it's more so like, yes, we can, we'll listen to your voice, but there's still that inkling of, but we don't have to. Right. <laughs> yeah, but here's what I'm I want. gracing you with a Yeah, uh, yes. yeah I'm a really doing you a fucking favor. Yeah. But I want to just jump back for one second because what we did overlook, which I think is super important in this evolution that is going on with you, is at 16, your parents got divorced. Yeah. Right? I mean, but that's not a small fucking thing. No, no, no. This is a behemoth. Yeah, yeah. So what's Well, it what was happens? it was for everybody but it was for everybody around them because mm-hmm. I remember one of my aunts being so upset she didn't talk to my mom for a while, you know? Uh but for me it didn't hit me like you would like they portray it to hit somebody. Was it an after school special? Yeah, it no. wasn't that. And I think only because of it hit my little sister like crazy. Mm. I think only because of I was a teenager who grew up with his parents already in separate rooms. So you figured that out. Well, I just didn't it it's not like I grew up with my parents fighting. Oh, they so didn't they weren't fight. fighting. They didn't fight. They didn't. They had one argument that so I what, saw. What, is, is that what divorced them? The one argument. Um, <laughs> what was it? It was basically it my mom passion. saying that I'm I'm ready to find somebody else. You know, I I want to I want to date. And your dad moves out. My dad, uh, yeah, my dad moved into his own little house. Gave my mom the house and moved went to another house and stayed there forever. You know, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was He's it. Like, I'm gonna post up here. That, that my dad's from South Texas, man. And he never Real Grandy. You just move into a place. Nope. You just move into a place and you stay there and right. you and you collect. I'm done. Right. You go to flea markets and you collect the antiques. And you would go out on the weekends. Are you seeing them? Your yeah, yeah. I would go see. Yeah, it, it was right down the. It was not even four minutes away from our house. So it wasn't know? that traumatic. No, a thing. not at all. Not for me. All right, and you're not getting the pressure from your dad at this point to go to college like your mom. I mean, he it wants to me to. Right. Oh, okay. He so definitely really wants it from to. From all angles. Yeah. All right. But it's it's not aggressive. See, my yeah. parents, I mean, and maybe thank God for this, is that they weren't aggressive people. Like I said, they didn't argue. Yeah. They didn't fight, you know. Um, so they weren't aggressive with pushing me towards this, like, you better fucking do it. It was none of that. Right. They never even spoke to me like that. 
you know? No, they sound very Jewish to me, I gotta tell you. It sounds like a lot of guilt <laughs> and soft manipulation. Well, you know, you like, know. you know, really? I just well, wanna tell you. Catholics, that Catholics do love uh, the very, guilt. It's very, very similar. All right, you it's go to just, our church, there's there's Jesus just there, yeah, bloody. Right. And I didn't For realize you, you, that's who. Yeah, and I didn't realize <laughs> did that that was more. that wasn't a thing in other religions. Like yeah. when I learned that that other religions completely skip that part. Oh, yeah, no, in Judaism, the mother is the Christ. We yeah. did, I, For you, you're the reason my life is right. And funny. you know what? You're not going to give me that? It's yeah, I, We're funny. not talking. That's funny. It's like, so yeah. we, let me tell you something. It's not that far off. But what's also interesting is that, again, I would say, as I did, oh, it's this big traumatic incident, but it's not. No. It's this thing that happens. Your dad goes and lives at this place. Does your mom get remarried real fast? No, 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 no. No, it took a bit. And you know what's funny? Yeah. So, well, I guess she started dating, and she's still with the guy that she was dating back then. So mm-hmm. they, she settled. Like, but is that it, weird for you at 16? Not at all. Like, no, no, no. It's She was out on a date with the guy that is now, you know, her husband, has mm-hmm. been for years, when I threw that party with the band. That's why she was fine with it. Because she was like, oh, okay, I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I got I'll a free night? Yeah, I got a free yeah. night? Dope. And you know, it's funny, my mom, because I would hang out like, I'm a night owl like crazy, even back then. I would hang out with my friends. Now, I yeah, me did, too. I'm nocturnal, man. I hadn't touched a drug until 35, right? Wow. Yeah. Wait, and you're it, older than 30? I'm 37. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't touched, <laughs> okay, let's, let's I hadn't touched that. any drug until then, and I didn't even drink. And if you know the culture down there, yeah, drugs and drinking. Yeah, what the fuck? How I did just you, didn't. So what made you at 35? I, I even <laughs> sold it before I even did it. Oh, you had a little moment? I had a little moment. Like, oh, you just, yeah. I ended up accidentally selling drugs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> By the way, me too. It was a complete accident. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't steal that pound of weed and then No, sell it was it. given no, to me for free. Accidental. Okay, this is what happened. I'll tell <laughs> you. Right. I had a buddy who was, mm-hmm. you know, a yeah. drug dealer uh, and- uh, my uh, a manager of mine, I worked at a wing place. I was like, man, I wish I could get some Coke. You know, and he's, he looked, he's like, you know anybody? He's like, oh, I got a friend that does. He's like, oh, it, it, see if he wants wings and I'll send you some money and you go get it. And I was like, okay. So I told my friend, hey, I'm going to get it all by. figured out, this manager. I like <laughs> yeah. it. I was, like, system. Oh. I was like, I'll go hang out with my buddy. You know, I was like, yeah, Bring wings work, and sure. get some blow. And so I went, took him a bunch <laughs> of wings. Gave him the money for the coke. Right. He gave it to me, but he was so surprised by the wings, he handed me a pound of weed. He's like, "There you go, dude. dude take that too." Because this block was what the fuck was the block. Like I remember, like everybody here, my my other friend, <laughs> my best friend of that block That's was so the crazy. first one to go to college in that place. Wow. But I remember seeing Ziploc bags of weed wow. at this block, and it's neighbors that are like, "No, we." fucking deal <laughs> wow. i mean he just handed you this like hand, here you go, go. Right. and so i was like well i don't smoke this so so sell it yeah it's a shame to waste it yep you know and so i just started selling it to friends and you made some money made some money and did you put it away or were you, or no, you spending I, I put it, it on as... car payments oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the cherokee yeah it was actually on a ford focus at that time what happened to the focus uh eventually just crapped out man even all those payments you dealt drugs to make the payments and the ford dies yeah and then that's that's also what i realized so when i got into that moment like that only happened for a little bit Mm -hmm. you know people were calling me for for drugs and then the my connect just went away and then i took that as a sign from god like don't do this oh it is yeah, it's a like, big sign. I was like, <laughs> "This is the, you got away with it to pay off the repayments for your car." Oh, 
And that's it. That was really short lived. You know, yeah, You're very like, right, short lived. This was just an interim thing. Yeah, that just happened on accident. It's not for me. But the minute that I, I could not find it anymore, mm-hmm. I was like, there. I you aren't realized pursuing this line. I'm stepping on somebody's territory. I'm not going to find this again. There's no profit in it. It's over. And I need to leave McAllen and go back up north. That's oh. that's when I was like, I'm not making any money down here. I'm going broke working this minimum wage job at a wing place. I need to go back to Dallas. How and, old are you at this point? Uh, Probably 20. Right. So you had come back from AMC I to McAllen. You got the job at the wing place. You were a failed drug dealer, which thank God. Yeah. And failed rapper. Well, because where you are, <laughs> yeah, but by the way, where you are, that the scary thing is where you're situated. If you had become good at it or chose to become good at it. I'd be in trouble. Or you'd be... Yeah, dead, and, dead. And for a because while, you'd be, real, uh, there's real territory down there. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the police chief in Reynosa ends up, you know, decapitated. As no a problem. Real territory. That's a Tuesday. Yeah. It's no, it's fucking scary. So, so, so you d- really, literally, I'm using that word correctly, dodged bullets. Yeah. Because had you been good, then I would have stayed why in. Why maybe it, not stay? And that would have been my life. And you said, fuck that. Okay, I got to get back to Dallas. I got to leave. I got to go back to that 725 an hour. And, and so you, went back. You went back to AMC. You called him. You're like, yo, can I have my can job I, back? Can I work? Oh, yeah, sure. Come in and work at this one that we're opening up. Started working there again. Staying at the family and friends again? Staying at the family and friends. Mm-hmm. Training, learning how to do it all over again. Becoming a better position. Right. Watching stand-up around this time. Okay, so now you're going to clubs in Dallas. No clubs yet. Still you're only watching, watching stand-up on, on TV. Encore. The first performance I ever huh. saw live. So huh. my uh, the family I was staying with, they worked for Comcast, so they had all the channels. Nice. Uh, Leguizamo Ugh. dropped his Freak, oh, right? So I watched Freak, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is so great. And to me, it was like the first time there was a young Latino talking because mm-hmm. he was the younger. Before that, it was Paul Rodriguez and Cheech. That's it. That's it. That's all it was. Right. Yep. You yeah, know? No one. I mean, nobody. there were Mexican Th- comics. That wasn't right, but blown that, up. That had, Not at that size. Yeah. Yes, that had you know, so crossed Leguizamo over. So Leguizamo was like, oh, my God, this, I, I relate to this. This is funny. This yep. guy's great at what he does. And he's kind of like a one-man show, too. He's a one-man show. Yeah. You know? He's not really stand-up. Right. Well, that's but why it's I'm differentiating it's, it's between every it. kind of... Per- it's like Eric Bogosian. Yeah. It's the same idea. So then I'm starting to get into stand-up, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm watching Richard Jenny. I'm like, this guy's I brilliant. Love Richard Jenny. One of my Rest favorite soul, comics. Right? I know. One of the best comics uh, ever. Did you like Jenny? I didn't really listen. Uh, he to was him. so funny. He he is snarky motherfucker. He was yeah. so good. Like with me, when I watched him, I was like, "This guy has every part of the performance down. The act outs, the punchlines. I think the one thing that was tripping up, and this is what we learn as standups, is that if your packaging doesn't match what's inside, then it's hard for people to take. It's like as if you opened up Frosted Flakes and there was Honey Nut Cheerios in there. It's still oats and sugar." But it's like this doesn't match. So how does now, that translate to Jenny? You? Well, this is what yeah, I what, what I put in my career. Jenny is a a you know he's kind of a sweethearted looking dude, yeah. tiny, but he's talking about heavy shit. Yeah. He's talking about religion and shit like that. Yeah, and it just didn't match. Now he was big for. I mean, he had lots of HBO specials. But that's where the disconnect was. Yes, it's we just Whereas don't Carlin see you doing looks this. like. You know, Carlin. Carlin looks like what he speaks about. Yep. And Jenny was just that little bit. And I take that in my head. I'm like, so you have to make sure to match at least a little bit for people or you have to be accepting of it. Like, I'm not going to match. And that's fine. Like you take somebody like Doug Stanhope. Yep. Stanhope. Stan he Hope. said that the reason he started wearing colorful suits hmm. was because in the headshot, if he looked like a decent guy, people might be tricked to go seeing it. You know, that's what his reason is. But in my head, I took it deeper. I was like, huh. that probably helps contrast his subject material so it's easier to take. 
because if Stanhope dressed in all black with a trench coat, it would be too dark. Right. You then need something to show. It's the, still in the, in the vein of humor. Right. But, yeah. Right. Just come on down. I promise you'll yeah, laugh. You'll laugh. Yeah, it's I, not meant as, as I found a middle ground as, yeah. here. So yeah. it's that balance act. Anyway. No, no, no. So, listen, it, this is important. I think you were right about Carlin. It's it's he had that look where it was just slightly maniacal and he could get away with the seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if I ever told you this. You I would never have told because yeah, yeah, we never yeah, spoke. We just, yeah, Nick, have you heard this before? Yeah. <laughs> Nick, yeah. The first interview I ever did at 16 years old was George Carlin. Really? When he played the Westbury Music Fair. Yeah, I have the wow. picture of me at 16 with like the shot backstage. And I just, at the time, Saturday Night Live was like, guests of the uh, Saturday Night Live are put up at the Berkshire Hathaway Hotel. And I'm like, oh, that must be where they stay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, 7535808. By the way, I have a weird You memory. are the second person uh-huh. in my life that I have ever heard who knew how to do that. Because to me, that would have never clicked. Click. Hey, George Carlin, please. Hold on. Ring. Hello. Mr. Carlin? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, slow down. What do you want? I'm like, can I interview you? Yep. Here's a number. Call it. And then I Dope. called it. Two tickets to Westbury Music Fair. Backstage passes. Went backstage, interviewed, and put it in the theater, uh, in the uh, high school paper. Now, Dope. that guy was exactly that. The nicest guy in the world who could go up there, and because of how he looked and his genius, you automatically said, fuck it. I'm going to. But he I, was I'm hard accepting. Yeah. Nicest fucking dude. Which, which also probably plays into being able to pull off that material. Because if you don't right. have a heart of gold, you can't play put off that material. People have to feel like there is is there is still comfort in this. Yes, there's you're humanity. saying this for for us for us to better ourselves. Yeah, we get you're not it. Not looking down at us, right? It's so, so that differentiation, I think, is probably the most important. Yeah, it's not it's condescending. Like, it's you're it's talking relatable. To us like, like one of my favorite Carlin quotes is an interviewer asked him. He's like, "You're known as a thinking man's comic. Is it your job to make people think?" He said, "No, never. I don't need the audience to think." They just need to know that I am, and that's that's what it should be. Brilliant. You know? Wow, that's great. So I never heard that. I'm taking in all this. Uh, yeah, right. It's one of my favorite yeah, that things. that really is. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm taking Carlin. in all this different stand-up because I'm watching HBO, and mm-hmm. I have access to it. So Leguizamo's coming through, John Leguizamo Live, to tour what's eventually going to be Sexaholics. Right. My mom's friend. And you're tracking this, basically. I'm tracking. Well, I'm, I'm kind of like... And uh, watching it around, it's around. I'm learning about the term open mic. You know, mm. I learned about it two years before I attempted it. Really? Yeah, I was researching because I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do? Because there's no booklet. Really? Yeah, where are you researching? That you had the internet, so you know, because the internet, like, right. you could really mu- pretty much watch that. And I'm right. like, there's something, there's something about this world. Right. Right. Um, but meanwhile, you're still <clears throat> working at the movie theater. Working you at the movie theater at this time, or? Uh, Yes, kind of like a long distance one, but it wasn't good. <laughs> right. Right. Long distance, that says everything. No, no, no. Yeah, no intimacy good. whatsoever. I just want to do my thing. Yeah, right. yeah. But you didn't know what your thing was, but you knew you were getting a little closer. I knew that I'm figuring something out. But this is still like, what, 19? Uh, I'm getting to 2021. 20, yeah. I mean, this is late now. You know, it's not like, oh, this is just you're walking into this. It's like, all right, now you're first starting your. And <laughs> yeah, I'm starting my wow. honestly, I'll, and and this is this is where it'll I'll, it'll amp it up even more in a second. Uh, awesome, <laughs> about how much this comedy changed my life. So I'm working this job. Leg was almost coming through. My mom's friend buys me and her kid a ticket. His her son's my age, mm-hmm. right? And we go see Leg was almost live. So I'm just watching where? it live uh, in Dallas at oh. the Empire Theater, I guess. Wow. So I'm watching it live, and this is the first time I've ever seen. 
stand-ups live. Uh, anything, yeah, a right. comedic performance live. Right, because it's not technically stand-up. Yeah, it's... I'm just like, whoa, and then there's the the intermission. I'm like, that was great. He comes back, he does more, and so I'm loving it, and then a few months later, the special gets released, but there's a few jokes that are changed, mm. different wording, and that's when my brain's like, wait a minute, did he, did he mean, what happened to that? Is he changing this? Yeah, he's working Is he out. working on this? And that's when I realized there was a writing process because I just thought it was, there it is, the end, funny guy on stage automatically, had no idea this was a performance. So that was the first time I was like, you can write. And had you been writing since David Rice had put that in your head? Had I'd you always I'd anything? always write like little blogs. I always write, you know, like you you said that there's certain things. I was always writing that. Right. I was always writing my theories on live. Yeah, like live journal. I was putting it out, stuff right. like that. And you're getting responses. Yeah, like yeah. Like you're yeah. feeling like some confidence in this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was having fun. I I actually drew a web comic for about a year. And would put it on live journal before I started stand up. So you can draw. So I was putting jokes. I was doing no, no, no. I was doing like I was good at like cartoony drawing. See what he does? He says he's crap, and then he's actually good. He said he was good. He just wasn't as good as some of the other people. No, there's some. He people He said he like, was crap, Jason. <laughs> there's some. No, people he said that he was, was dumb. <laughs> Minimum wage dumb. available <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Crap. Can't strive for better. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's what he said, Jason. All right. All right, please. It's true. It's not. All right, so you're dumb and you're crap, but you're okay. Yeah, but so right, I'm but, okay. <laughs> so I'm, He's got a job. Yeah. He's got a job. So I've been writing jokes for this webcomic. Sorry, I hit that. I've been writing Don't jokes be. for this webcomic, mm-hmm. right? And that you created. That I created. Been putting it out, mm-hmm. you know, little punchlines. Uh, big fan of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop is full of punchlines. So everything around me is punchlines, Right. right? My computer craps out, so I get this itch like, well, I need to take these jokes somewhere. I need to do jokes somehow. Google open mics. My uh, my buddy drives me over there because I don't know where it is. Do you remember Dallas. the club? West End in West Dallas, End. yeah. Okay. And uh, signed up. Showed up late because I didn't know the rules. Right. Showed up, signed up. They threw me up, did it, and just got the bug there. Okay, so let's just, you get called up, mm-hmm. and is it crowded? For, I don't remember. You as, got a as thing in, with it was this. so this dark. Is a, this is a trend with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just choose not to remember certain things. But it was it's dark. It, it was so dark. So they I have mean, the right In my lighting. mind, there was people. There was. I mean, you don't know that those are mostly comics at an open mic. You just see people. Right, but you're hearing laughs. Uh, I think I heard some laughs. Yeah, I did get a few. You think? Just enough to keep me going. So what and, and who knows what the laughs were? I don't know if the laughs were at the joke or if the laughs. And I'm Carlin. In, in my mind, head, that's what I'm saying. I'm. I did a whole bit. About the word melancholy. Do you remember that bit? Uh, the melancholy. Isn't it a funny little word? Sounds like a fruity little dog. You know? It's, <laughs> it's funny. Like a lot of people don't know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know kind of how, to, uh, how, to, how to use melancholy properly. <laughs> melancholy is like when you find out that uh, your car has been unlocked the whole time and nothing's stolen. It's like, oh, great. I have a crappy car. That's melancholy. So it's just that. But meanwhile, that's a kind of genius first line that you wrote. But you've been writing for years now. Yeah, I've been playing with this. that. Right. And I'm a love. I I'm in love with language. But I was clowned a lot by the comics there. And now I realize, oh, you're just fucking open micers about me picking apart the word melancholy. And in my head, I'm like, if this was a Carlin bit, you would have thought it was brilliant. Right. Just because, <laughs> like, you know, just be a Mexican guy and don't look pretty much. But, and you again hitting up against this really because yep. it's like. And that's where and and I learned like because I was writing Latino humor mm-hmm. also in there and that's kind of my jump off into it now the reason i fell in love with comedy was because it before that i already told you i didn't do drugs i didn't drink right my first social environment ever outside of 
standard high schooler mm. was stand-up comics. That's the first time I hung out with people outside of uh, people I didn't work with. Right. Went to an actual bar, went to places because I didn't even hang out with people I worked with. I never went out with them. Because really? they were, were movie theater kids. Most of them were 16, 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're a little old at this yeah, point. Like, why so I didn't really, there, man? Yeah, I didn't hang out with it because I can manage you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting $10 <laughs> an hour. No, you can't borrow my car. Yeah. So it was that. <laughs> and it, it's like this is the first social environment where it's just adults that I have met ever in my life was stand-up comedy. So you go from... Finding out that humor is your life armor and it gets you into all, you know, through through all these social dynamics in school. Then you quit school and you dodge drug dealing. You go back and you realize, why have I not been using humor this whole time? Now it gets you into all these social situations that you have just not been a part Never of. Never been a part of. At all. At all. Are you still virgin at this point? I mean. Um... No, I've had sex. All right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You say it like it was but just, it wasn't, I got it over but with. But it wasn't and, like, uh, right. well, it wasn't like well, the first person I had sex with, I stuck with for years. You know right. what I'm saying? And but it again, also- you go against type. Because again, in McAllen, that very well may have how, been. Yeah, that's how it is. First person you went? Yeah, there was no it. random hookups and stuff like that. That all started with stand-up. Being, attra- being attractive to women- Started with stand up, like really attractive. Well, you realizing you were attractive to women started yes. with stand up. Yeah. It doesn't mean them you hitting weren't. on me, you them talking to me. You didn't yeah. see it before and you didn't build the confidence and to I, go well, do it. And also because I'm not uh I'm not an alpha male like you have to be in South Texas. South Texas, it's alpha male. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I thought I was an alpha male until I embedded down it's there and fucking, I'm like, you know, I may just be yeah. like just I'm not beta. I'm like, what's in between alpha and beta? Because yep. they're fucking scary. Yeah, they're <laughs> alpha male. Yeah, yeah, it's very real. And so now in Dallas in this creative scene, I'm kind of on the same playing field as guys that are and like me. Not really alpha male, not mm-hmm. very aggressive, you right. know. Funny, we know how to be funny, and now we're attractive. <laughs> right, and now you have social situations that are coming to you. Yes. They're just like, all I have to do is stand up and say funny stuff that I do all the time, mm-hmm. and now people are talking to me. Yep. And coming up to me after the people show. Are, yeah, people are excited, shaking my hand. Yeah, and it's right. like, oh, I like this. Okay, but you And still I've always working. been wanting to perform. Huh. So you, now you start doing it in Dallas? That's where I started, Dallas. And are you bouncing around to clubs after that first night, or what do you decide so to do? So for the first six months, and I think this happens with a lot of comics, for the first six months, it mm-hmm. was like, let me come out, I'll write it, I'll write some bits out, and I wrote every single word, paragraphs, mm-hmm. performed it, and I was like, okay, let me go back. You're memorizing And then two months, yeah, right. come back, and with a, I have to have a whole new thing. I can't say the same. I didn't know that you can work on the same material. Oh, and like work it out. Yeah. But so I just kept coming with new stuff every single time. But that didn't equate then when you saw Leguizamo had changed lines and you realized no, he was working No, it didn't click it? in my head. No, That's no, no. It's interesting. So yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm I was just like, you just always have to write something new. So I just kept writing new things and exploring. And then I think probably about six months in, the girl that I was dating mm-hmm. cheated on me, right? In in Wisconsin. Where she was, yeah, in Kansas. Like wherever, yeah. yeah, I was close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... uh Canada. Then I was like, well, I'm just going to dive into stand-up. And that's when I started hitting up open mic every single night. Like, you're like, where are they? I'm where going, they? I'm signing I'm gonna up. I'm going to go. I'm part of this world. I'm going to go to every single thing that I can go to. Huh. Are you and doing the same material? Th- now I'm learning that that's okay. Right, and you're working on it. Yeah, and I'm working on it. But I am happy that I taught myself to write new material constantly. Right. Because... It let me have that confidence. When you're when you're first starting, you need to gain that confidence because your creative skills aren't there. 
So you need to develop that first. It's like a video game. I need to develop my strengths before I can cast a few spells. Tutorial. You know, yeah. So I got to figure this out. So luckily I built my confidence with always experimenting. And is there a big scene going on in Dallas at this time? Was this like 99? Dallas, 90? No, this was this was, dude, this was like 2005, man. Yeah, 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 yeah 2005. Yeah. So um, there, what's going on there? Well, let me. this is what I be, why I believe Texas is a great hub for the arts. Yeah, I'm interested. Because um, Dallas has a great scene. The problem with Dallas mm -hmm. is that it's it's also has three major sports teams, four. Right. So right. sports are king there. They're, they're the most highlighted thing. Whereas Austin, it's all arts. You know why the uh, Superdome, the roof opens, right? Oh, why? So God can watch his team that's play. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Yeah, that's right. That's Texas. I, yep, I, yep. I married a Texan. And believe me, yep. I, I know. You know, they're still no fucking around. Dallas has a great art scene that's hidden underneath this because think about touring musicians, artists, anything like that, you can spend two months in Texas. Mm. You can start in Dallas, go all the way around and come back to Dallas and still, and leave from there. Yeah. So wow. you can, so huh. if you, that's why Texas, because everyone coming to LA can do it, everyone from New York, it's hard to go coast to coast, but you right. can go right in the middle Yeah. and hit this one state and just tour like crazy. I mean, that's really fat. Yeah, because you can drive from L.A. to San Antonio in 24 hours. It's not. You can do it. It's, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a straight yeah. shoot, but this is interesting. So do you remember any of these comics and are any of them, you know. The, the guys know, that, that I Yeah, that you came up with? with, like, are any of yeah, those yeah, people yeah. we know uh, now? Yeah, uh, Tone Bell, Dustin huh. Ibarra, Cristela Alonzo. Wow. Uh, Steve Trevino. Um, who else is so part of Dallas? This is all part of Dallas scene. This is all part of Dallas. And this is a Mexican comedy scene right is well it? no 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 it's it's mixed it's mixed yes okay are you looking up these people mm -hmm. okay. yeah yeah because yeah. i know Steve, some of i know but yeah i do too but i know all of them so tell me yeah yeah so it's a mixed scene it's a mixed scene are you finding your voice yes and are they supportive yes so it is a supportive so um, it's, it's this okay tell me since i have that work ethic mm -hmm. that take any job and just be happy about it yeah, any price i said yes to gigs like crazy <laughs> was the craziest gig just go 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 um i worked at a biker a few biker rallies what did you feel no, no, no. I was you like, let's be funny. As long as I, I know how to <laughs> be, f I'm just the funny guy. You had dude, I, dude, I'm, I was accepted into the Banditos camp. That's how funny I was. Are you serious? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, they're interesting guy. They're nice guy. When I, they know you're funny, they're nice. I am, but I'm saying that's still got to be you a know? little. Uh, there was. How funny it, it, you was are. it was just like, hey, I'm just going to come in here. It wow. was the Austin chapter. Which, uh, thank God, that was more of the the sweethearted chapter. I did meet the Waco chapter, but the Ooh. Austin chapter were very accepting. Uh, and it was just like, you know, hey, what's up? Yeah, we'll do a skit with you. And we did a skit, but some, one of the guys lost it. So I was like, that's fine. It's okay. We, oh, we lost. wow. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. So you're really going through all these different subcultures. Yes. And are you pulling to material? Get yeah, but I'm saying are you pulling material from it? Yes. All right. So I am traveling. My first thing, like I said, I was focused heavily on the Latino thing because that's what the gigs I was getting. Mm -hmm. Mexican restaurants, Mexican clubs. Okay, fine. I'll do this. Um, Are you gearing your act toward Latino yes. at that point now? You're because saying, it's what I know. Right, but you were doing and also, melancholy. You and knew that. You go, it was funny. Yeah. But now you're saying I should do well, more. Well, because we, that's the thing. I think the purest comic you ever are is when you first start. Because it's what you believe right. needs to be performed. Wordplay. You started yeah. with wordplay. And then you learn everybody's structure around you. And then you figure out your structure. And then eventually you hope to go back to being the comic that you first started as. And you get big but enough. But with better tools. Right. Now I can do this. Yeah. All right. So... I learned that as my route, and mm -hmm. I still have that South Texas mentality of I need to prove I'm Mexican. So that's why I write it even more so. 
you know, I'm in these these. So I need to prove. So I'm writing like hardcore Latino material just to prove. This is why I'm asked. Latino. It's the same yes. reason you ate the, the intestine soup, yep. and it's the same reason I believe that you were like fuck college. Yeah, I'm going to be a working. I'm going to be a working Mexican because that's what I was. I'm taught. a real Mexican. You know, it's it's it. As much as my parents wanted to push college on me, they should have talked to the high schools and said, "Stop having my kids fill out resumes with minimum wage. Stop teaching them how to fill out basic applications." Right. And you know, but that's. I'm sure they didn't know that was going on. Of course not. I remember it. <laughs> right, right, right. It's funny that you remember. All right, so I mean, so, this is so I'm uh, I'm gearing towards that. Right, and you've I'm saying your act yes now. to every gig, and you're you're molding this now toward being Mexican and and showing yes. this is what I'm about. This is what I'm at. I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. People like it. You're getting right? laughs. Getting laughs. Mm-hmm. Working corporate, San Antonio, going through Waco, just traveling down. I was willing since I drove from South Texas to Dallas, which is an eight-hour trip, five hundred miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was willing to take these long road trips. Cherokee's a good truck to do it in, though. Yeah, it is. It, oh, it was great. You? It was great. Yeah, it All did. Right. It did. So then, um, the Addison Improv gets a call from a hmm. headliner who was going to do a show in McAllen, Texas, hmm. and the headliner's Mexican and says, "Hey, do you know any Latino comics that are coming up that would be willing to drive?" They went through four of them. Because they get, no, 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 no. Called me finally, and I said, yeah, I'll do it. I'm I'm from there. I'll be there, yeah. Yeah. Now? (laughs) Go down, do it. The guy's like, hey, you want to do these other gigs with me? Sure. He's like, all right, I like you. You want to do other gigs with me? And we started going to Florida, this and that. Is that the first time you're getting paid? Yeah, yeah, like majorly paid. Yeah, what was your first, you know, amount of money? Yeah, 25 bucks. 25 (laughs) bucks was the first time you're a professional comedian. Yeah, 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 25 bucks at a Mexican restaurant. There you go. Oh, great. Uh, Was it a big deal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That first money, yeah. You had money from shit that came out of your head. Dude, every little paycheck was like, wow, this is legit. And what are your folks saying at this time? Like, are they going like, what are you doing? They're like, okay. Uh They're fine with it. And it's funny because uh, we did. The, when I did the HBO special recently, right. they wanted to do an interview, uh-huh. you know? And I was like, just interview my mom. Ask her about it. She She's seen it from a whole nother side. Me, you're just going to get my point of view. Right. And so she was like, yeah, I remember the first time he called and said, Mom, I think I'm going to be a stand-up. And I was like, okay. All right. Well, I guess that's what you're going to do, you know? And she remembers all that. I don't. Some deflated attitude. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Well, they were still like, I hope he goes into college. Right. But it might be a phase. But he's also doesn't have any kids. Right. He's not. So he's doing okay. good. Okay. Right. We're, I'll we're tell okay. you when my parents officially accepted it, but it, yeah. it took a little bit. I bet. Um, so I'm traveling like crazy. Right. Right. And, and then I'm also learning. You're opening now. Now you have yeah. an actual gig. Yeah. That's I'm going, steady. I'm going out to Chicago. Are you driving with him or are you still using Driving, the... flying, but mostly driving. Mm-hmm. This, at this point, I have a, uh, a hybrid, Honda Civic hybrid. So you start making helped. a little money. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, I'm going to get a different car. Different car. Well, the other one crapped out. So it's like, got right. to. So you basically drive your cars until they crap out. Until they crapped out. This one lasted Jeep. me until it crapped out one block from my house, too. The so, Honda? Yeah. Oh, so now, is this recent that you just got? Uh, no, about come on. three years ago. Oh, no. What'd you get? Uh, I got a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> That's hybrid. what I have. I yeah. Have, yeah, the Sonata. Yeah, yeah, You're going like, to drive good. until it falls out? Yeah. Yep, same right. thing, man. Exactly. I'll take care of it a little bit better so it lasts a little longer. Like, I got another few years out yeah. of this one. <laughs> okay, so, so you're I'm traveling. This guy. traveling. Driving. Who's going, the comedian? Uh, Steve Trevino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where I said I know Steve. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So he takes me out. I'm going to Chicago everywhere, that, but that's where I'm learning that you can't do Mexican material everywhere. Can't do it in Louisiana. Can't do it in Miami. You can't do it in Chicago. Mm. So I start changing my act because I'm like, okay, I just can't be the Latino comic. And it's too hard of a sell out in these places. So you tried it. I tried it. And you just. And it was fine, but it wasn't. You didn't bomb. No, but okay. it was like, there's got to, I've got to switch it up. 
you know? So I did. I stopped mentioning it. I never mentioned that I was Latino, and I was like, I'm just going to do material jokes mm-hmm. about my life, this and that, never mention my race, and let them decide I am what I am. And uh, mm-hmm. then I came back to Dallas after going on the road for a bit, and all my buddies told me, they're like, man, I remember when you left, you were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And when you came back, you were a beast. And it's like, wow. we couldn't believe it. It's just because I was working. I was constantly just trying out stuff, just and I changed my whole thing and changed, right? And uh, every time I would go out, I just trained out on how to perform differently. They're like, every time you came back, you were fucking killing it. And right? how long is this going on? Years? Uh, a year and a half. Year and a half. You're a traveling year and a half with in, Steve. I'm out. Right. Oh, and where do you go? And for eight months, I'm traveling with, Steve, uh, with him. Yeah, so where do you months. go then when it ends? Uh, come back to Texas. Dallas. But I'm working mostly, yeah, Texas. Okay. I'm working mostly like Dallas and Austin, doing the biker gigs, doing all these random gigs. But you also have a name Coming a little bit point. out. Is yeah. that correct? No, not really. Okay, so you're still struggling. Still struggling. It's, right. Making little trips to L.A. because I started making connections there. And right? you're staying with your cousin in Santa Monica? Uh, randomly, yes. Uh-huh, okay. So 2009... I get a call, or I'm on MySpace. Mm-hmm. MySpace. And I get a message by Jason's Gene. still on MySpace. He's still on MySpace? All the time. That's yeah. all yeah. I do. Yeah. There's yeah. people on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are there is it a real thing? No, I think there still is. It's because it's kind of, they think they do a music thing. Oh, it's a music thing. music thing. So Gene Snooze. Pompa hits me up on MySpace. Now, Gene was out in Dallas for a random weekend, saw me at open mic, and he he's like, hey, give me a call real quick. So I called him. He's like, yeah, I got this project out in L.A. Hmm. Do you think you can make it? I'll find you a $75 gig to help offset the cost and if I could find you another one you know that'll help but can you come out here to to this lunch meeting that I'm gonna have so I said yeah sure I'll be there got a buddy pass flew out to to <laughs> California Gene had me uh take a train down to Seal Beach wherever he's at a train yeah <laughs> train got picked up uh got picked up by him and then he took me to his lunch and we mm-hmm. had this lunch with this guy who wants to produce a comedy special right, right. uh that Gene's gonna host and I was like, yeah, sure. And then Gene later on told me, he's like, it was between you and an L.A. comic, and the L.A. comic didn't want to show up for lunch, so you got the thing. I was like, perfect. Because I said, What's yes. wrong with people? <laughs> like, what? Like, Because people don't see the benefit. If they don't see, that's the problem with, with a lot of comics and why they stay broke. If they don't see the immediate benefit or if they, they think it's, you know, beneath them, and in my mind, it's not beneath you. Right. Say yes until you can afford to say no. And guess what? Yeah. Still say yes. Because once, <laughs> once you, you hit that, that moment, really every show beyond that is a thank you tour. You mm-hmm. know? And it's you have to be grateful that people are coming out. Yeah, Dan said something very similar, yeah. you know, yeah. about this. It's like, you know, once you do that, then you're like, all right, now I'm doing it again. Here you go. It's for the fans. It's for the it's fans. It's to show you that, yeah. yeah, I love you too. Yeah, I'm making money. But this but is really, you. yeah, but yeah. thank you. So it's it's constantly this. it's constantly thinking about the fans. So I, I said yes because I, I was like, dope. Right. Let's do the opportunity. Uh Gene was like, all right, you could live but with me flew. for six months. You, I flew. Like the LA dude didn't want to drive to like Santa Monica know, for man. like Thank lunch God at Shutters. Thank and this God. guy and stuff that he wasn't even gonna pay for either. This guy's you know? flying. But it is that it's that idea of like that's I put it in my head, say yes to kid for say no. And I learned that with the McAllen gig when it was like four guys said no, I said yes, and then ended up traveling for eight months. Like where they were just like making money. Yeah, with like, oh man, I should have said yes. Yeah, you think? Because they thought it was beneath them. So now you're in LA, and they so said, okay, let's LA, go do this special. Doing the special, so it's me, Cristela, Felipe Esparza, and uh, Ty Rivera, and Gene Pompa. Wait, right? wow, and you're staying in LA? Like, where are you staying? I'm living with Gene. <laughs> so I live with Gene. Seal Beach? He's taking me around, yep. That's great. Uh, I'm crashing on his daughter's couch, because I think <laughs> I think she was crashing somewhere else. Fantastic. He's like, you can just sleep there while she's not here, and then sleep on the couch when she is, right? That's great. 
So I'm out with Gene. Gene's taking me to the improv. He's introducing me to people. He's showing me the life out here. And, and you're getting up at the improv? Uh, I think I got up a couple of times because mm-hmm. I'm still very unknown, right? right? But it was like show up and kill, you know, performing in uh, in the VIP area of a club just mm-hmm. to, or whatever. Whatever on a couch, you want. Right. Just do it. Yes. Right? I'm there. And I'm just knocking it out. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, let me go back to Texas, make some money, come back, and just keep playing this game of going back to Texas, to L.A., Texas, to L.A., stayed at my cousin's place for six months in Santa Monica, made really? it work. Yeah. Got up at the Ha Ha, the improv, but made the Ha Ha my home club because they were working me a lot. And you're building your set now for the special? Building. Well, That's- no, I already filmed it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Do yeah, we just we gloss it. over that? Sorry about I'm that. Sorry. Yeah, we what? filmed it. It never Whoa. came out. Oh, wait, that's a big deal, though. Yeah. You, you have all the hype of going through, like you sign contracts, right? Yep. You film a special, and where is it supposed to air when you're filming it? I don't know. I have no idea. No one told you anything? Nobody. I'm just happy it got filmed, and, How pissed and is it moved me here. I mean, he was very upset. He I was bet. very upset that it didn't air. And there was, there was just some discrepancy. Yeah, and Did- that tape, actually, I used later on to help get me my first Comedy Central spot. Right. And I think it helped that I had Gene introducing me because it's like, oh, we know this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're yeah. someone so that someone like, knows. Yeah. Yeah. So like comedians boom. like you. Yeah. It's not just I'm filming a set at a bar. It's like this is a, a production. It's so, like, okay, so he's good enough to do a production. Right. right. Show up, though. And that's what happened. You ended up getting tape that gets you one of the bigger breaks of yep, your career. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, you film this. It doesn't go. Doesn't go. Is, and are you just like. You know, head down, ass up, push forward, or are you like yeah, a little devastated? Much. No, no, no. Because then that's it's what you have to do, man. That's probably one of the first times I also realized not all of it comes out. And you just got to keep going. And then you realize it's just a project. And I carried that that with me. It's like nothing's going to make you in this. But were you thinking at that time, though, now you shot that material, right? So that material is technically retired were yeah. you aware of that you know that yeah like, i was aware of it so you were writing new material point, I was, uh, yeah writing like, new material that. that's I over i'm done it's done right and i'm happy that never came out because it was terrible material uh <laughs> i i mean it was probably pretty bad <laughs> so funny. all right so but now you're sitting there you're kind of in this interim really right and you're going yeah. up at the clubs you're making ha ha your home the the special doesn't come out what happens i just keep gigging it and i happen to pick up some good good uh headliners that are willing to take me out gene was one of them mm-hmm. pablo francisco was another one um let's see who else i did a couple of gigs with joey diaz and you're learning like anything that. on the road that you know is translating to let's say as you're because are you visualizing it all that you want to build a career to the next level yes okay what are you seeing and, and how are you thinking like the road's going to help with this and i'm going to go about this as a human i'll tell you one of the things that questions that was proposed to me back when i was first traveling in that eight months because uh, i got fired from my job mm-hmm. in order I to go imagine, travel yeah. yeah and uh the headliner asked he was like so you just got fired you're fine with doing you're fine with doing this for five years to hopefully be comfortable and i said i've already put five years in terrible jobs why <laughs> wouldn't i put five years in some i love and that was it and i just carried that so i just knew it took time and in Dallas, once again, since we are, we do have a good comedy scene, we knew the structure of the stand-up life. In fact, it was known, like, I, I've learned this later mm. on, a lot of comics traveling to Texas, they knew they had to put up their act. They had to really do an act in Dallas. Mm. They were like, oh, it's going to be easy, Texas, Houston, whatever. But every headliner was like, when you go to Dallas, they're killers. Yeah, they're seasoned. Yeah. It's, it's like the audience is seasoned. They're, they know how to... 
And it's if you watch any Dallas comic, we know our punchlines. We we were notorious for showing L.A. headliners like you can't just relax. You know, it's like a rap feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh, what, dude? East Coast, West Coast, dude. Austin, Dallas. Uh-huh. A lot of Dallas. Fuck Austin, bro. Really? Yeah. It's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, because Austin gets it. shown as the golden child, and we're like, yo, we can blow them out the water. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, when I'm done laughing my ass off, I can go to Cabaret Royale. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> spend the rest of the evening eating the buffet at six there in the morning. Go. They got some good breakfast there. That's funny. Jason, if you haven't been, uh, I highly funny. recommend it. Okay, but so here you are. And you're saying, all right, I'm used to this now. I'm used to the grind. So now you're going out in Dallas and and you're building this following. You're starting to notice something, I'm sure. Well, I'm noticing that I can make this work. Right. And and that's the big thing. And you're paying rent. And I'm paying. Well, I, I lived out of a suitcase for three years. I gave up the apartment, gave really? up the pet, gave up everything. Just I was th- just crashing on couch couches. surfing. Yep, couch surfing like crazy. So you're saving all your money. Saving all my money, every dime that I could save. Are you sending home money? No, 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 no. They're fine. They don't need, they don't need it. it. My mom fine. married. Right? Okay, she's <laughs> yeah, good. Everyone's fine. Dad, everyone's good. They didn't need my money. So at you're all. saving. You're actually saving, saving. money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're smart. Yeah, yeah that and, goes and, back to the school. And days. I don't know if you saw any pictures of me. Uh, around this time, I had longer hair. Look that up. I have seen yeah. a picture. It's it's very people interesting. think it was because of uh, a fashion choice. No, I just didn't want to pay for a haircut yeah, for you. years. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It just happened to land Got nicely. Either. Oh, and I just, I hate haircuts. <laughs> yeah, so I just like yeah, I'm not gonna do it. So I just knew how to save money and make this work, and I was able to just take any gig because of that. And I took some crazy gigs, and this is kind of around the time where my my parents started noticing that, oh, this is working for him. The first time mm. that they kind of sat back in their chair like, let's let him do this, was when I signed up to do a military gig to go to Italy. And I think that's when they were like, this, this is, is his life. Right. He's, he's, he, we would never have been able to send wow. him to Italy. So he's seen it before us. And that's your first time abroad? Yeah. And paid for? Paid for. How was that? You know, it was great. Yeah. Dude, was it a USO twice. show? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the uh, a- AFE or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah was yeah. it amazing? It was great. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was Italy, Greece, and, and uh, Spain. And it's a very, uh, the audience wants it. You know? Well, because, <laughs> well, like they're they're are, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. come on. And, uh, all right, but here's, this is what I always find so interesting, Jason. It's like, because that could be it. As a stand-up, when you're, this, for all intents and purposes, is making it. Like, you're making oh, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this can be it as a stand-up. And yeah. by the way, you made it. To go to the next level where you get the Comedy Central special or whatever, what happens? Well, you know, we, the Dallas guys all came out together and we all knew we wanted more. Right. It was always the dream. More, 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 more. I mean, we, we need to show them that, that we are great stand-up comics. And in the end, that's what I focused on. In my head, it was like, I want, when people say stand-up comedy, I want my face to somehow pop up. You know what I'm okay. saying? You had that idea. That's my idea. Right. I want to be known because okay. I'm looking at the guys that I love who, when you say stand-up, they're, known. Like they're known as stand-ups, right. you know? Um, and I'm making that distinction, too. I'm like, well, no. If you don't get known as a stand-up, then uh, it's it's harder to convince the audience otherwise. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys that get known for some character or actor, but they were already stand-up, people are like, oh, really? They do that? Right. I, I want to be known as a stand-up comic, right? Um, so it's just like kill, 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 you know, knock it out, do it as much. And that that was also the desire. The desire was every time you're on stage, perform, knock it out. Right. And I was talking to somebody recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I went up at the John Lovitz Club, the here. host had no clue I was here. Here. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
uh, the one that was in Universal City. Right, I remember. That's what I was thinking of. And it was like one of my first times performing in L.A., you know, legitimately with an act. Mm -hmm. And the host was like, all right, you know, he messed up my name. Give it up for Nick, whatever, right? Guerrero. Yeah. (laughs) Nick Guerrero. And I just do my act, and then he comes up. He's like, man, that guy had like 26 tags of every joke because that's how we wrote in Dallas. Right. It was premise, set up, punch, tag, 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 and just hammering it. Like so crazy. You were having five different funnies about the funny. Yes. Just for regular And that's just how speak. we were taught. Yeah, right. yeah. And I didn't realize that that Til wasn't a thing. Well, it is a thing. You drive your cars to the fucking, uh, till they die. You use yep. a fucking phone. Uh, by the way, Nick has a Samsung. We said, what is it, a seven? Yeah, you know, it's like, still a seven. He's going to fucking use that thing until he can't dead. text anymore. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This is what you do. So you're going to kill a joke until it's until dead. Until it's done. I'm right. going to hammer this premise right. until every angle. And I then, got every laugh. And even fuck. now I'm like, and if I could switch it a uh-huh. little bit i'm gonna hammer that angle too right <laughs> okay uh um, so you're saying this guy had 26 tags yeah to every fucking joke yeah and I, it, to me i was like well, that's what we're supposed yeah, to what do you mean yeah and every time someone's like you got funnier i'm like well that's what we're supposed to do <laughs> yeah it's a muscle it's like yeah, you know, you're never supposed to not get funnier once you're funny you're funny yeah. now it's the let me go on yeah right it's the thing so where does this first big special come in so comedy central gabriel iglesias gets that uh his uh, his own show on on comedy central to introduce comics Mm -hmm. right um and he's already kind of known about me and my buddies and we we all know of each other right you know uh especially with the latino comics we know of each other because we're in the realms together you know you really learn that in this game there is a group that that heightens you there's a group that also uh talks shit about you and it's the same group that heightens you <laughs> isn't that just how it case. is yeah it's, you know but it goes back to what we were saying yeah. you know oh you're white you yeah know, it's exactly like, what the fuck? yep so I'm just no, I live next it's door. just that 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 way it is and and uh i'm in this community now and i'm known as who i am known as so right. gay roll has me audition at comedy uh magic Wow. I do my job. You got a phone call from Gabriel? Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to come down? I think so. I think it, yeah, it did come from Gabriel. It's nice. Yeah, and I already knew his crew. I knew right. his people because mm-hmm. we all knew of each other because of just running into each other. Right. And uh, get the call. We're all signed up to go to Fort Lauderdale to go mm-hmm. film this at, at uh, the Hard Rock down there, the improv. Right, right? so you passed the audition. Pass the audition. Right. He glazes over these things. Like, the old special didn't come out. He's yeah. like, oh, Gabriel calls me, so we all get ready to go to fly. Like, yeah. oh, so you got it. Old special, I mean, we know you got it, but come this on. This was 2011. <laughs> all right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Right. So 2011 is when this is starting to happen, mm-hmm. and it was probably the funnest weekend I've ever had in stand-up comedy mm-hmm. because everybody was flown down to Fort Lauderdale I and the other comics figure out a way because they were giving us a hotel like two nights, mm-hmm. right, uh, to be there for the production. I figured out a way to crash on other people's hotel rooms and stayed there the whole weekend hanging out, right? And all of us did. So it was, it was just it a out. collection of people, you right. know, that I love. Right. With, with my crew to to Gene to uh, Pablo to Ian Bag to Gabriel to everybody just hanging out, having and, a good time. And it cost you no money. You made money. Yeah, we made not money. a dollar. Yes. You figured yes. out where to stay. You're like, I, yeah, I save my per diem. Yeah, dude, I'll stay here. We'll chill out. I'll, I'll sleep at. I'll sleep at the foot of the bed if I need to. I'll yeah. sleep on the floor. I don't care because yeah, that's soldier. just how it is. Right. You know, um, had a great time. And it's all new material that you've prepared for this. I think I may have done a different joke, or I may have done a similar joke from the taping that didn't come out because I was like, right. well, didn't come it out. Didn't come out. Let right. me film this. Okay. So it's the first official film set, um, and kill it. Have a, you know, and I, I I think it helped me to kill it because I flew in Thursday. I was filming Friday. 
And Thursday, they just had a show, no production. Mm-hmm. And uh, they let me do five minutes. And I recommend this to every comic. If you are able to do your set at wherever this stage is before you film it, mm-hmm. you at least get to feel the room. Like when I did the Tonight Show, which is years later, mm-hmm. uh, they, of course, have you do sound check. And I asked them because, well, it was uh, uh, Michael Cox who said, hey, I want you to perform your set so that the director can see how much you move because most guys just stand still. Right, so they're on the mark. Yeah, so right. they're... they're uh, you do not set. stand still. No, I you're move not around. A, yeah, you're like Dane in that way. I mean, or he's like you, whatever. But you, I move there around. Are comics that have movement. Yeah, and you guys are more. Well, it's the select. performer. Yeah, you it know? really is. I, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I saw the Leguizamo. Carlin moved around a lot. Jenny moved around a lot. All Chris Rock moved. You know. Yep. So these were my guys. Yep. Uh, and L.A. is more of that. L.A. We got the bigger stages, so you have to perform. Use the stage. In New York, it's very much stay in. We got a little stage, so just. So they stand want here to, and knock it out. And they want you to say, oh, let's see how you move around so the director can at least. So he can. So I did my whole set. This is me yeah. skipping forward. I so I did my whole <laughs> set, but I realized that because I did this at Comedy Central, because I did this here, that it helped to do my set to the room, even if it's empty, so I can just see the corners of the room and get the feel so it's not a shock when I first step out. Yeah, because these are a lot of firsts. So you do the special, and how long is it from when you kill it? You know, you know, you kill it till it comes out. I think it. Uh, we did it in like May or June, and it came out in October. Okay, and it comes so May or June. I mean, that's a, you got a few months, and you yeah. see, you, now you're gigging around. You're gigging around. This thing comes out. Does anything change? Um, I definitely got a better tape. <laughs> okay, uh, but this is important to I really think, recognize. I think my extended family. Got their justification of like, right. oh, this is we have it's a cousin real. who does this. You're famous. Yeah, right. Um, it definitely did help me get a college agent. It helped me get different gigs. You know, in a sense, that's it, it did knock me up. The yeah, college agent changed some stuff, right? Because that's where money starts really coming yes. in. Yeah, yeah. So Correct. that helped, and it was a great set. Gabriel's introducing me, so that's perfect for the college kids. Wow. So you know, the minute that tape gets shown, it's like this guy's legit. Where are you living at this time? I am living in Pacoima. Pacoima? Yep. I live in Pacoima for three years. Still? No, 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 no. Now I live in North Hollywood. All right, there you go. So you're in Pacoima. That's not close. No, 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 no. I mean, why? Do you have family Uh, there? No, the guy, we came out as a group. Mm -hmm. One of the guys grew up uh, there. Oh, okay. And his grandmother had a house behind her house, like a little back house, a converted garage. that's where you live? That's where you live, me and three other comics. While all this is going on. While all this is going on. So the on. Comedy Central thing comes out. You're living in the back we are, house We're of living in the back house of Pacoima. And you're, g- <laughs> you're gigging all over now. Gigging right? all over. And that now rises. Now you're traveling to colleges. Yeah. Are you still staying in the back house? Still staying in the back so house, man. So you were really saving your fucking yeah, money. Yeah, all of us did, man. Dude, yeah. my buddy Dustin wow. uh, was filming a movie with uh, uh, Cameron Crowe. <laughs> And we were living in Pacoima. Matt Damon was elite. You know what I'm saying? This is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's know? like, it, it's a mentality. It really is. And, and you're going- Make and it just... work. What's that comic mentality? Like, make this work. Right. And that's what you're doing. So you have this window. Okay, so now it's comedy central. You have your special. And it's a mix of, you know, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an episode. It's yes. it, We're showcasing to. It was me and Gina Yashir on mine. Okay, so what n- is the next change? You know what I mean? Like, where do you so see the next change as an artist? The next change is- I'm, I did that, and then there was a course of discussions of like, well, can we do anything with Comedy Central? Because they like my buddy Dustin. Mm-hmm. Can we do this and that? And, you know, he was busy doing other things, getting ABC pilots. He actually got an ABC pilot with Leguizamo that didn't go through. 
Uh, like most pilots. It's yeah. It's insane to me. Go on. So uh, it was like he was going the acting route, and then I realized I'm getting all these stand-up opportunities. I'm like, I'm the stand-up. Right. That's that's, that's what, what I you am. you started out to do. That's what you're gonna, doing. So I'm fine with that, so I just honed in on that. But you said it earlier. You said, I need to establish myself as being the stand-up and not being the character that ends up being the stand-up because yeah. I was always the stand-up. Yeah. So you've you, always thought of this. But you're told... Try improv. Try this. Try that. Try. Hey, make right. sure to keep your your options open. Right. No, I'm doing but okay. But in the end, you have to hone in on something. Right. You know. And then, so do they do another special with you, or what? Happens? Well, so no, 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 nothing happens for a while. I just start touring more. I do the. Uh, I do more colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now people are starting to know you, like really know you. I'm I'm getting out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at least I have a few fans. Okay. I'm all right. I got right. a fan page. Uh, right. Right. And you're making money. Making money, right. definitely. You don't Definitely. have to have another fucking job. I'll tell you the the moment that I made uh, don't have to worry money. Uh-huh. Um, one of my buddies was on the road with Joe Coy. Joe came and saw me at a uh, show. Yeah. So funny. He said, come on the road with me. Mm-hmm. That guy. Joe Coy. Coy Pond here yeah. at Starburns Audio. By the oh, way, yeah, if you're not listening to him, he's awesome. I oh, love Joe's him. Yeah, 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 everyone yeah. should be listening to Joe Coy's Dude, uh, sorry, my CEO just came in and wanted me to let you guys know that. That's yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So okay, Tyler Durden. <laughs> so I'll lay out the the yeah, please the uh, evolution of who I'm traveling with. Okay, thank you. So first few years, I'm traveling with a local Dallas guy who's getting me around town. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to Steve Trevino who gets me out for eight months. Then it goes to Gene Pompo who's there a little bit. Then it's just me kind of gigging. Right, Pablo came in every now and then hmm. and helped me out with gigs. And then Joe Coy was the next one. And Joe it's an evolution. was the guy that completely changed my bank account, my life. Because really? he's the one that, first off, I saw how he performed. Get me a meeting with Joe Coy. And I was like, oh, this, this guy gives it to his audience. Mm-hmm. There's no rules for this show. It's perform. That, you are the show. That's right? Joe Coy, host of the Coy Pond here on Starburns. Yeah, dude. Fucking guy. He's the one that pushed me to get but really good <laughs> legitimate business cards, promotional material. He's the one that told me to stand out and shake everybody's hand and be friend. He was basically the ones like, it's your job to make my fans your fans. I already got them. Why the fuck? He told you that? It's yeah. This is like I can say, rather assuredly, no one does that. No, no, no. I've I've been lucky to be wow. with some of the nicest headliners. Holy fuck. And Joe is is top two nicest headliners. Wow. So to, I mean, to work with. Pablo was top one. And just said Because this Pablo is, what you is, do. is beyond nice. I lived in Pablo's house for like three months while he was on tour because I didn't have a place to stay. So you know what I'm wow. saying? Like Pablo's like, Yeah, go ahead, stay there. <laughs> right. So it's interesting. Life Have said, fun with the jacuzzi. He yeah, has a jacuzzi in his living room. Out. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pablo's insane, man. He's great. This is crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, so Joe teaches you, Joe Coy of Coy Pond on Starburns Audio, yep. teaches you how to really raise the bank account, how to say this yes. is to do. Because it's the first time that a headliner is like, we're doing a two-man show, you get host and feature money. There you go. Which and, again, and I'm going to pay do. for your airline tickets and stuff like that. Joe legitimately takes care of his his people, right? This is really fantastic. So he got me out and, you know... I'm now in front of audiences that I've never been in front of. And, and you, what kind of material are you doing at this I'm point? I'm doing now? just material. Right. Like I'm doing. You're not gearing. It's not Latino material. No. You're like, I'm a stand up. And here's the thing I stopped doing Latino material in 2008 or mm-hmm. nine. I didn't start it again until 2016. And I'll tell you why. Wow. All right. 
Uh, please. If, if you want it. I do, yes, All please. Right. So when I was first traveling as a comic, I kept hearing, hey, oh, you're doing a gig in South Texas? Don't do anything but coke and titties joke because they're stupid down there. Mm-hmm. Those audiences are dumb, and it, it offended me because I was like, well, I'm from there, right? and you're telling me that my people are dumb. So my goal as a comic was I'm going to do intelligent, at what I consider intelligent, mm-hmm. pointed jokes that make people think, and you're going to see them laugh just as much and even more so than your material that you think you got to dumb it down Coke for. Coke and titties. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly was my goal. I was out to prove, whether it was to myself or other comics on the show, you're stupid for thinking they're stupid. Right. And that's how I treated every audience. Because I uh, believe that audiences are very intelligent. <laughs> if very you perform so. to the dumbest guy, everyone will lower their intelligence. Yeah. But if you perform to the smartest person, the, the dumbest guy's going to be like, I better act like it, I know. It raises. <laughs> yes. It does. It raises. And- this is now a big moment, right? So you've geared now your material. You've proven this point. Joe has taught you how to make money. Yeah. Then HBO comes in? Uh, no, no, no. Or? So then I do Last Comic Standing. See, now this is a big thing because it's like, do you get asked to do it or do you audition to do it? I don't know. I actually don't know where it comes from. Another thing he doesn't remember. You seeing, comes, a, you seeing a trend well, no, here, no, no, Jason? No. Well, you, you, know, know, you know, I, I got I got representation around that time. Oh, because I did a little thing on uh, Nouveau TV. I which, was just thinking a lot of people forget stuff because they drink too much and do too many. Yeah, drugs. but this is not this guy's problem. So maybe right? that's the problem. Is there you know just a little bit of coke, man? You yeah, just get oh yeah. Now, 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 now I'm remembering everything. Yeah, everything's now gonna start flooding back. Yeah. Oh, drugs are great. That's why I didn't remember the first seven years. Well, I did some for Nouveau. That's where I found my first management. Right. Still signed. your managers? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Moved on. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I know why they signed me, and I didn't pull off what they wanted. Because, what they want? Uh, Nubo was the mostly, it's like the hip Latinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted Latino comics to just be happy for the the uh, exposure. exposure. Right. And they mm-hmm. wanted us to Latino and just accept anything, any gig, any, any, any special you throw at us, we should be just happy that it happened. Because when you are an ethnic comic or even more so a Latino comic, they don't see you in any other realm than happy Mexican, mm. you know, because of that whole aspect of they're not smart. They perform yeah. to dumb audiences. Goes back to the same they're thing not, we started talking yeah. about from the get. Why do, why would we bring them on a panel to talk? We're not talking about Mexican stuff. They don't think that we can speak beyond our right. culture. Right. That's You see it in CNN all the time or even any news channel where it's like, oh, something happened uh, on the border? Bring in the Mexican yeah. reporter. Hi, and I'm Katrina Ibarra. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you were, you're white, but th- you did the R role there yeah. at the end. And, and But like, they're not allowed to talk about any other news. It's like you never see that reporter again when, it, when right. any Unless other Unless there's another thing over there. Yeah. Right, and this is what we're dealing with. So that's with. kind of what you're dealing with but in Hollywood. But that's what you're building up to with your act, and that's what you're- Yeah, where you're I'm like, I'm against this. Pointedly showing this through your art. Yes. And now. So now- Last I, comic standing. Somehow I get a last comic standing audition. Don't know if they found me. They told me they found me. Call through my manager. Right. That's where it's found, right? Okay. I do it. I do my material, right? Uh, and it was funny because I go in there, and uh, it's like Wanda Sykes and, mm. and her team, Paige, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. And I'm making them laugh. You know, it's, it's all female. Right. Powerful females. That's right? what, that's, 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 I'd be and, nervous. And powerful females have a point to prove because they know that it's hard to be a powerful female in Hollywood. So they're even damn more. Damn near impossible. Yeah. Uh, you so know, you've done I'm a good doing, job making it that you know, damn near impossible. It, it's tough. It's really is. And I get it. Yeah, so I'm doing too. my stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I've got a whole bunch of jokes at the end that are about women. Right. So I do my jokes and I see the laughter stop. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep going. I'm a performer. I'm right. going to perform this. Right. right. 
So we get done. Wanda actually asked me, and this is the first time I ever realized it. She's like, why do you do so many jokes about women? And I didn't realize I did, right? I was like, well, you know, it's it's a perspective. She's like, uh, did you grow up in a mostly female household? And I was like, I did. And it's when it clicked. That's why I do jokes about women. I was in the middle of all these women. There's a lot of estrogen in that yeah. house. And then your dad split, and you were just like you and estrogen. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, that's why I'm so in tune to, to women. Because it was never... It was never demeaning, and right. that's what I've. If people always said you're never demeaning. You know, it was I'm not because it's coming from a loving coming, place. Coming I love from, my sisters. I yeah. love my mom. Like, but this is just what I know. This is just what I know, and, and I'm in. good at it, right? So this gets you on. Last so I, it gets me on. I do so, it. I knock mean, it out. Now I'm that the, changes things. It changes things definitely. Pretty drastically, right? Yes. I mean, this is where now a lot of people know you. A lot of people, and not just the Latino market, which is no. a very big. Loyal because I still market. haven't mentioned it. Well, you would say that. But and, no, and, not no. as much so as you no, think. If you talk to any Latino artist, it's a myth. Well, here's the thing: urban legend. The idea, the Latino is a, an umbrella term that you're sticking how many different types of cultures in there: Honduran, Dominican, Cuban. They all don't get each other. I'm Puerto glad, Ricans. I'm glad you said that. I can't, say, but thank you for saying yeah, that because I always umbrella. feel weird saying Latino because yeah. it's like, are you Mexican or are you South? Well, American? Mexican's I mean, even more slight. And then there's California Mexican, Texas Mexican actual mexican there's even more slivers in this you know so and then there's generational mexicans only speaking spanish only speaking english and their types of entertainment are very different from each other you know any of this yeah a little bit well i wasn't aware of this This so so it's actually a fraction of people that are looking for english speaking mexican humor specifically but you found them on that show i guarantee you well on last comic i found women See, the, the key huh. to be more successful in this business mm. is the demographic that is bigger. Like, let's take Gabriel, for example. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say, oh, it's a Latino market. No, it's not. It's fluffy. It's sexy to be fluffy. Mm. That's America. That's right. why he's performing in fairs. That's why he's performing everywhere, Michigan. Th- because yeah. it's not Latino. No. I'm fluffy. Yeah, people just want to be happy. Yeah. How about that? And that's America is happy to be fluffy. Yeah. So me. that's the support system right there. You that's know? where you found it. Yeah. And that's where you kind of realize this is now. Well, I, I started seeing what hit like, why does it hit what it hits? Like Joe Coy. Right. Right. Joe, very uh, now he's got a lot of support from Filipinos in the Asian market. Right. But it was the Chelsea market that kind of really picked it up for him. Right. And the Filipinos were the base. The Asians were the base. The Chelsea was the exposure to the women market. The women the market does women drive market. it. It really does drive it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fascinating. So then he had these two and then just really amped it up. And now, and Joe is such a performer, he brought in the R&B market. The per- mm. And he just mixed it up so well that it's like there's three different demograph- major demographics that he is hitting. So he's a three-quadrant, and this is where you're learning to build your brand, to really build refine your brand. Yeah. what you are, yeah. why someone comes to hire you. Yes. And after Last Comic Standing, that then leads to HBO. No, Last Comic Standing. <laughs> really? So wait, there's <laughs> no, no, more? No, no. I really HBO thought it happened. No, no, no. Oh, wow. So what Last Comic Standing journey, gets man. me on the road yeah. a whole bunch. I'm starting to work more. I'm getting recognized. That leads to- You still uh, haven't bought a house or anything? 
No, no, no. You haven't no, made no, one no. big purchase. No, no, I haven't made that check you, you yet. You saw that let's Samsung, see. right? Yeah, I let's did. see when that's that a, check comes that's, in. No, that's the Samsung of a renter. This yeah. is the talk of someone who's very rich. Oh, no, I, no, 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 I haven't made that no, purchase no, yet. No, no. Yeah, it's in, the, it's in the game plan. Okay, uh, so go on. So last comic right. gets me a couple of meetings with uh, NBC, right? Somebody at NBC. So when my episode airs, and I was so stressed out, man, because I was mm. the hundredth comic wow. of the taping. Huh. So it, they broke it up into two two days, right. fifty fifty. I was the hundredth, right? right? Um, which I always ended up being the last of every filming, uh, mostly. Mm. So I just got used to it. Right. There's a guy at NBC that saw my thing, knew I was a Latino. They did do a little segment down in McAllen with me and my family. Mm-hmm. They just didn't air it. Calls me in for a meeting. And he's he's like, hey, I'm watching a soccer game, but I want to talk to you. And uh, so he's watching a soccer game in the meeting, and he's like, so I like your stuff. I think you're very funny. You know, we've got some <laughs> programs. Go, go, go. <laughs> in NBC, we got some alternate programs. Oh, he's just watching it. And he's just talking to me about these other programs. Like, I want you to, to I'm going to hook you up with uh, the Stand Up for Diversity people, which is now Stand Up NBC. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, audition for them. You get to meet them. And and uh, I hope that we see you do more. And I was like, oh, that's great. He's like, is there anything that that uh, that you wish would have happened? And I was like, well, they had a segment with my family. I wish we would have seen that. And then it got released the next day. Really? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, only time I ever saw that guy, ever, oh, ever, have not seen him since. But you ended up working with. So he got me in stand up NBC. Right. Yeah. And, and that now. So I killed. So Michael Cox is there. Now, Michael knew me from the Chelsea days because I was hanging out with Joe okay. and Michael Yo because I started going on the road with Michael Yo, right? This is uh, such a road. Yeah, Michael had just started doing comedy, and Joe had told him, find a comic that can help you write and keep them forever. And I just tuned in with Michael, and I was kind of like his Freddie Roach. I would watch him. Gotta love Freddie, man. Yep. And I'd be like, okay, you need to hit this punch like this, like that, like that. And even to the point where there was one night where he's like, man, I... I want to see how to how I could do my jokes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I told him, I was like, I'll do your set for you right now. and I'll show you how I would do it. And so I did, showed him how I would do it with punch, 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 huh. punch, punch. And I said, now your job is to find your speed. But you see it can go fast. You don't need it to go fast, though. And so we would train like that. So Michael has wow. worked me for a long time, right? So and you really have just been a craftsman. Uh, yeah. This I've, has been, I've been about I've been tailoring. called a joke mechanic. <laughs> it really yeah. is what it is. You have been studying yes. like an apprentice your whole life almost. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. Even though you're a headliner, you've been taking the mentality of an apprentice where you're going to learn every fucking thing you possibly can. Yeah, I want to learn all the tools. Yeah, in this. Yeah, and I, and I keep myself to that, you know, because I'm a big fan of Carlin. And if you notice, Carlin never not knew. He always knew. Yes. Always. Even at his old age, he knew. The minute he talked about emails, he's like, oh, yeah, you got the digi- the emails and this, the digital. He knew. He could have played the grumpy Everything. old man like, I don't get technology, and right. it still killed. Nope. No, he knew. Up to date, new material every year. Yeah. You know, no matter what, retire the old. And, and knew it. And he set the precedent. Yeah. prior for sure. So that that's how I keep my, my mindset is like, you always have to know. It's a stand-up's job to know. If you present a problem, you got to present a solution, and it better be funny, right? That's the stand-up's job. And you can't just go up there and complain. No. What are you giving us? Right, give it, give it, give it something. Because we can complain. Yeah, we're good at it. Yeah. No problem. We do it all the time. Check yeah. the internet. So 
All right, so let me get this now because we're here a while, and and wow, I mean, this is normally I would ask you, you know, HBO, you know, change this, to change that, you got the special coming out. It seems like you've been through this so many times. It's like this Nothing is the changes, thing. Man. This is the thing. Yeah, this I mean, it's, is it the all thing. adds on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So stand up NBC, do the audition. Michael Cox is in the audience. I I didn't know if he liked me or not because. We didn't really talk during Chelsea, which is fine because right. it was the last season. There's no reason for him to talk to me. <laughs> you know, she was bringing out the hitters. <laughs> right. right? right. Uh, so he sees me with new eyes, <laughs> and I kill it at stand-up NBC. I just do my act. I'm like, I got no story. I loved it. I don't have a sitcom story. I'm just a comic. I'm a stand-up comic. Right. I'm not going to come up here and be like, my mom and my dad, I don't have that. Right. It's just here are my thoughts and my jokes, and I just knew to perform like crazy. Right. So I kill it. I win it. Right? I I start uh that's where more things the deals start happening so now saying, now it's real it's starting business. to come in michael gets hired on the tonight show mm-hmm. needs you know jimmy is very uh is is not letting new comics on not because he doesn't want it because he has you no know, so many hitters mm-hmm. so many like oh let's just get brian reagan right jimmy's very much like yeah just get the people well, i know we came i love up it with. Yeah. i just want <laughs> i want to see he just wants yeah, to see jimmy his favorites Fallon, yeah yeah so then uh, Michael needs to introduce, like, well, I'm able to bring in new talent, and I'm one of the first guys that he presents. Wow. So he basically is like, you know, I need you to kill it, right? <laughs> no pressure. It's like, all right. What year is this? This is uh, 2015. Yeah, no pressure. So I'm like, okay, all right, you know, let's let's do it, and I do it great. Yeah, the executive producer goes over to Michael, and he told me it's the first time that the executive producer was like, good job, man. Right, first like, time you heard that word. Yeah, those like, two hey, words good together. Good job in a on sentence. this one. Good job. I had a lot of things nice. line up where where it brought a lot of ease to the performance. Somewhere at some moment in my career, I met Barry Sobel, right? Mm. Uh, and Barry became a fan of mine. I know Barry. Yeah. You know, sometimes cliches are real for a reason. <laughs> Jews, uh, they don't pick up checks. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ah, he's funny. Yeah. Funny guy. So he, I didn't know that uh, the first time that Jimmy was ever on TV was Barry. Uh, on the Comedy Central's oh, five-minute really? interview. Huh. So Barry used to have a uh, huh. a show called the five-minute interview. That I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And his first episode, Tom Hanks was a guest. And then in the last minute, hey, we're going to have this new young comic uh, coming out here. And most of it's intro. Give mm. it up for Jimmy Fallon. He comes out, hey, guys. And that's the show. Thank you, guys. Right? Whatever. That's the wow. joke. Right. <laughs> so I put out finally because I keep it. I keep all of my appearances very secretive because I know they can be canceled. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people until the week of oh, ever. I never talk about it. Right? Yeah. Smart. And uh, it was Michael who told me he's like, you should probably tell people it's on the website now. I was like, okay, all right. So I <laughs> told people, even still fearful of it. Right. Barry sees it. Uh, has a conversation with Jimmy, uh, or like texts him hey man i love the fact you're having one of my favorite comics on he's great you're gonna love him blah 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 uh michael yeah michael calls me he's like hey do you know barry sobel i'm like why are you asking (laughs) (laughs) what's up what's up what story yeah what 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 story have you heard right uh so he's like no 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 he sent this email to jimmy and now everybody's super excited that nobody's concerned about your act now they all are very excited that you're gonna be on here because they were about to go on hiatus also. Oh. Which means I was the last thing that was going to be Again, on the Tonight Show. the last show thing. For, until they came back to air. Right. Right? So they were all just hoping to be <laughs> sign off last episode for Peace our vacation. Right. And it went well. And that's all we got to worry about. And we're good. But now your good. life again. You know, you say it doesn't change, but the Tonight Show has to. 
the Tonight Show added a yeah, lot. Started getting whole... me in more gigs. Started. It's it's all everything just gets you to that next little step. It breaks you a, a little bit more. So the Tonight Show helped, and that got me more gigs. And then I started getting more like you know gigs like uh, the Kennedy Center and things like that. Not the main theater, the hallway, but I was in. The Tonight Show was a definite definite calling card of like, oh, you need a tape? Here it is. No question. We're going to have them on. Right. Cruise ships. I sent the Tonight Show clip. We'll put them on cruise ships. Yep. That's fine. Yep. We don't even have to watch Cash. this. Yeah. So it's yep. like, all right, good. So this helped me line up every gig, and I like knowing I can do all these gigs. Right. In case I need them. Well, you've never changed. You, yeah. You're doing the same thing you always did. I'm going to show up. You know, now I'm not getting minimum wage, but I'll take the job. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, it. I'm in. All right, so we got it. We've been here forever. So, so we now, have to so wrap now this we're up. working more. Right, right. yeah, yeah. So, so, so we're working more. Right. Here's where HBO. Somebody saw me, uh, Edwin Lacona, uh, a guy that, that is trying to produce stand up stuff together, mm-hmm. saw me at the haha randomly, remembered me. Your home club. Uh, yeah, right. saw me, liked me. He's like, man, I remember when I first saw Nick. He set up his little camera. He killed it on stage. I just knew I wanted to work with him one day. Uh, HBO Latino hooked up with this production company to start producing a Latino comedy series where it's mostly English, but it's Latino comics. Right. Entre nos, right? right? Uh, I wasn't on the first round, but I heard of it. And then finally Edwin approached me thinking that it was beneath me. And I was like, no, well, I want to know I, you very well. Yeah, I was like, it I'll do me, it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's knock this out. So huh. I got on it. He brought me along. I knocked it out. They fell in love with me. And it's funny because I'm not a guy that jumps around at backstage on my performance. I'm just zoned in waiting until I need to right. get on stage. It's all on stage. Right. All the energy. So they were all surprised because they saw this quiet guy who wasn't saying anything kill it on stage. And come out, explode. Explode it. Right. They loved it. Then the half hour started to get produced. Uh, oh, it was pretty immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a year, not even a year later, wow. they're like, we're going to film a half hour. Uh, do you want one? I was like, of course I want one. <laughs> it exists on HBO yeah. where all of my favorite comics Ever. have existed. Yes. Dangerfield. I mean, everything. Everybody HBO I've mentioned has been HBO. <laughs> symbiotic. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. So I was like, yes, I want to do this. Yeah. So <laughs> now that's where we're at now. And this is now, again, you could say, you know, it's the biggest thing that's happened, but you've had a lot of these biggest things that happen. Yeah, you know. So this it, is the it's thing. the most it's the most personal big thing that's happened because mm-hmm. it was filmed in San Antonio, which I begged for because they were going to film in San Antonio. So I was like, please have me on in San Antonio, really, because this is the closest I'm going to get to my, my hometown. hometown. Right. 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 And then I'm going to be able to do local jokes for the first five minutes. Ah. That. Only, you know, that will show. And I even say it on on the special. Hopefully it kept it in where I'm like, we all watch comedy specials. We had to learn about everyone else. Where we've had to learn about Jacksonville and New York and Chicago. Well, here's five minutes about where I'm from. And I did that. And then I launch into my set. And it's so to me, it's like this is the first of and no, they didn't go through my set at all. But did you kill with both like the five minutes? And oh, then, yeah. But that's so mm-hmm. you won because you took the time to say my audience, here's the local jokes. And now here's all the and really smart jokes else. and everybody yep. gets everything, motherfuckers. Yep. You know, so really you've accomplished everything you set out to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, so you're really doing this. I mean, you got to eat, but. You really love this. I love this it. This is not... I absolutely love it. This is not an accident. No, no, no. No, this is what I... I mean, I am so anxious to see how people receive this because it's 100% what I wanted to do. And it's what you've been building toward, right? In building a lot of toward, ways. Yep. It does both. It's a, it, it follows my own career path. I started with South Texas Humor, doing that, right. and then here's the rest of the act. 
I mean, it's amazing. I can't wait. And I, I just got to say, this is uh, my last question, just because it's a silly question. Like, when did you cut the hair? What year was it? Was uh, it a big deal? 2000. No, I was thinking about it for two years. <laughs> uh, what are we in now? 2000, uh, yeah, 2020. Probably 2017. 2017. So you had the long hair for all that time. Yeah, because I happy? thought it was hindering me. You happy you cut it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, all right. It served its fucking well, purpose. Because it's, I started getting judged as a comic that I wasn't, and I would hear it from comedy club owners. They'd be like, oh, oh. we saw your headshot, and we thought you'd be some skater, pothead dude, and you're a legitimate act, you know? So I was like, oh, I have to, I have to show up. Like, here, I'll tell you yeah, one please. more example. No, please. So uh, Jay-Z, when he went on the Hard Knock Live tour, mm-hmm. right? That's the one that had DMX, Method Man, Red Man. Um, and he was transitioning into like, I need to show them that I'm not just a street dude. So he would do half of his set. He'd come out in a jersey like he used to, right? Jersey, right. Uh, headband, whatever, whatever, right. and kill it. And then they would go dark, right. and then he'd come out in a suit. And that was his introduction to like, now now here's the new Jay-Z. Right. A very subtle introduction, but that's what he was putting out there. Now I'm going to show you that I'm a different class. Right. I'm I'm above Next the level. street guy. Right. And I'm still relatable to the street guy. Yeah. So it's both sides, and now we're raising the demo and, yeah. well, you know, three or four quadrants. And so that's what I'm doing. Right. And in, in essence, I was like, I need to show them. That's why I started wearing the suits. That, all right, here's the next level. Yeah, you do look very dapper. Yeah. I have to say, it's a very nice look. It's like, there you go. Yeah, you're not messing around. I'm the one in charge. Yeah. This is what I do. I cannot congratulate you enough. I cannot tell you how amazing this entire journey has been going on with you. Because, like I said to Jason, when I found out you were coming on, it's like, yeah, just let Nick know it's not the regular stand-up stuff. It's like, we're really going to talk about your life. I mean, I was like, I could talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, no, but it's really, we get into it, and and it was really been a privilege for me, and I learned a lot. And Jason, as we always do, do you have any last No, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed listening to your stories. You're such a great storyteller, and and the way you've explained (laughs) all this. Yes, very much so. It's so impressive, and... Um, I'd like you to write a book. I'm I'm serious. I'd like you to write a book. Well, I'm working on something called The uh, First Five Years, and it's Mm -hmm. all about an instructional guide kind of like mixed in with stories about uh, how to handle the first five years of being a stand-up. Amazing. Uh, By the way, how have you not sold that already? Uh, Because I I don't know if what I'm saying is pretentious or if nah, it's it's, gonna sell. it's useful. Now, <laughs> after listening to you for the last uh, yeah. two plus hours, yeah, it's you... very fucking useful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Guerra. Nick Guerra, thank yes, you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you, Nick, thank very you. much.